Welcome to Audible Interlude, a G.I. Joe podcast. I am your host, Dave West, codename Phantom Troublemaker. And I am your host, Noel Wood, codename Crapshoot. And I'm your communications expert, Christian, codename Legion Cub. Oh my gosh, if you're the communications expert, does that mean I can stop hosting these things and recording and editing? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just it. sitting here with the big satellite backpack, making sure that everything gets out there. <laughs> I like to imagine there is a tiny rotating dish on the top of that. <laughs> That's where I keep my nachos. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, this is... Uh, we're so early in the life of the podcast, but this has turned out to be a great time to launch a G.I. Joe podcast. Uh, what a crazy coincidence, right, fellas? That's yeah. right. Uh, so this is not a regular episode. This is another special episode uh, where we are going to talk about basically all of the news that has happened since episode one came out. Uh, we want to make sure the regular episodes keep a certain format and are based around segments and stuff. And while we're, we'll discuss news from time to time, it's not the focus of the show. Uh, but there's so much news now that we felt it was worthwhile to sit down, get together, and talk about everything that's gone on in the last, really, about a month. Uh, tons and tons of stuff from Hasbro and more. So we're going to start right now by mentioning the fact that the Snake Eyes movie has been pushed back to 2021. Everybody try and control your surprise. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm, I guess that means that they're, they're pretty confident in it if they're saving it for a theatrical release. Because a lot of them are just saying, you know, we're just going to do this digital now. Uh, but yeah, that's, uh, I guess I've heard good things from people who have, uh, you know, seen early uh, footage from it, so. Well, and it seems to me that Hasbro was very serious about this movie because that's that's why we're getting new toy lines. That's why we're getting the retro line that we'll talk about in a minute. That's why there's a video game that we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, you know, all of those things being tied into the movie suggest that Hasbro and Paramount had pretty big intentions for this thing uh which is great i mean it's this is why it's such a great time to be a gi joe fan yes, and let's hope that with everything that they're releasing right now that the quality of the snake eyes movie is as good as what they're giving us well and i you know after I, I didn't hate the live-action J.I. Joe movies that have come out thus far. I pretty well hate most of the Transformers movies that came out, but they redeemed themselves with Bumblebee, and I'm hoping that this one is as good as Bumblebee was. Yeah, I enjoyed both of the first uh, live-action Joe movies for different reasons. I'm not saying they're the movies I would have made, but you know, as, as we go along on this podcast, the listeners are going to learn... There are a lot of different ways to like G.I. Joe, and G.I. Joe can be a lot of different things. And for me, those live-action movies are a lot of fun. They incorporate enough elements of G.I. Joe to where it feels like a G.I. Joe experience and not like they just slapped a G.I. Joe skin on something. Yeah, I I enjoyed them. It's funny, the things that uh, most of my Joe friends hated uh, didn't bother me at all. My my beef with the first movie is when you 
when you set up rules for how your your nanobytes and your tech and and physics work, you need to follow that all the way through. <laughs> the first movie played very loose with that, and that's the quickest way to pull me out of out of a movie. And that, that nanobots thing that those that was a thing for a long time in GI Joe, and I'm kind of glad that that's not dominating storylines like it was in the comics yeah. and in that live action movie in the 2000s. Well, and we'll get more in depth into both of those films in future episodes of Audible Interlude. But for now, uh, I want to talk about something that may be an existing thing that G.I. Joe skin just got slapped onto. And that is the upcoming video game, G.I. Joe Operation Blackout. Uh, It's coming out on Xbox, PS4, and I think PC as well. But not Switch. Not Switch. Sorry. Which means I may not ever get a chance to play it. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! No, I, I'll, I, I'm. PS4 has been in my uh, potential plans for a while because I'm usually a, a, a console behind. Uh, but it looks uh, we we have some screenshots from Best Buy of cell shaded graphics that look really really nice. Uh, somewhat. Yes. This sort of reinforces the idea that the classified designs are sort of Fortnite-y, which I, I have made my peace with and am now enjoying. But this screenshot is showing Cobra Commander and Storm Shadow, and it looks like they're attacking Cobra troops, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but they are on the deck of a modernized USS Flag. Yeah, that's the one thing in reading all the descriptions for the the game saying how it's, you know, four-man player versus player and you can choose between your favorite Joes and Cobras. Are you, I'm curious, are you mixing them? Because I would think it would be someone has to pick Joes and someone has to pick Cobras. If it is truly, and and look, this is just me projecting kind of my expectations of what they would do with G.I. Joe onto this, but if it is truly meant to be a Fortnite-esque game, then you just pick whichever character you want and and run around causing mayhem. Uh, And the the four-player PvP matches suggest that's exactly what it is. It is a third-person shooter, uh, but I don't know... There are no details about if there's a story mode, if there's a single-player mode. Uh, We really still don't know anything about this game. We're getting little bits and pieces of information uh, a little bit at a time. Which is odd, because it comes out in, I think, a couple of months? Yeah, it's coming out soon. Uh, Uh, The the company who's producing it doesn't have... I can't remember. What's the name of the company again? They don't have Uh, the most sparkling resume. I think their average meta... Uh, Metacritic score is like 41% on their games. So that that's the one thing that kind of makes me a little nervous. Well, it's if it's simple and fun and, and if it is, you just run around shooting characters that look like G.I. Joe characters, fine. At some point, if this momentum continues, if G.I. Joe continues to, to be a brand that is viable in the modern era, then we'll get a deeper and more satisfying G.I. Joe game. But for now... I'm kind of just looking forward to having fun running around with these guys. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I, it's got to be better than the mobile game that I played for about 30 <laughs> minutes and then deleted off of my phone. 
Yeah, yeah G.I. Joe thing. doesn't have the best history with video games, so I'm thinking even even small improvements, uh, such as at least like what I'm seeing with the, the screenshots here, are, are huge. Yeah, I, I love us. this. I love the screenshots we've seen thus far, and you know, I, I hope that's a, a sign of good things to come. Uh, I think you said you were uh, cautiously optimistic. Yes. Yeah, and that's where I am because honestly, yeah, the bar for GI Joe games is so low that this this does not have a difficult task or uh, a, a difficult road to become the greatest GI Joe game of all time. <laughs> <laughs> it's very much within reach, I think. Uh, all right, so that is... I don't think there's an official release date yet. It's weird because information will come and then kind of disappear. Like, the this information came from Best Buy, but the game is no longer on Best Buy's site. I did find out something pretty interesting about the name Operation Blackout. That okay. was actually a name of a mail-in promotion from 1988. One of the, the mail-in catalogs was called Operation Blackout. Oh. Like, oh, look at that. So tying back into some of those things from the past. Well, and you know, that's, that's an important factor, I think, of what's going on right now is while they are trying to modernize a lot of things, there are so many elements that are callbacks to what we know about G.I. Joe and that there are people working on the line that appreciate the history. All right, let's see here. What have we got next up on our news roster? Uh, October 13th, 2020 for $39.99. That's our, that's our release date for Operation Blackout. Oh, and we, we did get, it doesn't really help on a podcast, but we did get a leak of the box art as well, which I said we're not going to talk about leaks, but this one's <laughs> so widely reported, I'm going to consider it news. Uh, and the box art looks fantastic. They are using the classified designs, and uh, it's a big, explosive, exciting piece of box art it looks good it, it is not like just the gi joe logo on a black background and 39.99 is a, a good price so it's well it's it's an affordable price whether or not it's a good price remains true to be seen. <laughs> true <laughs> uh all right so moving if it on gets it into people's hands that's yeah. what counts yeah yes. absolutely uh so moving on to the next piece of news uh, shortly after we released episode one there was uh, news just started dropping left and right about, I guess you would call it the second wave of G.I. Joe classified figures. But the way that they're doing these is so bizarre. I don't know that we can even... Like, now we know the first wave is five figures, and they are numbered, one through five, and it consists of Destro, Scarlet, Roadblock, Duke, and Snake Eyes. Uh, and then they have also released the exclusive Snake Eyes figure. So, right now, technically, there are six G.I. Joe classified figures. Uh, the Cobra Island figures, which we'll talk about after we discuss Wave 2, come out this Saturday. They'll be available online at Target and in store, supposedly, but Target stores may vary from location to location with how fast they get this stuff out. And some of them may have already put it out, for all we know. I'm just saying. Yes, a lot of them. Basically, uh, all of them except for the Metro Atlanta locations. Uh, and I guess Orlando. And Orlando. Yeah. I've not seen anything. 
But uh, everybody else is finding them. As a matter of fact, our pal uh, Rich over at the Nerdy Laser Podcast, which everybody should check out, uh, got some Cobra Troopers and a roadblock and is sending me a couple of Cobra Troopers. So I'm pretty stoked about that. Uh, But this Saturday, August 1st, this stuff should be hitting Target. Keep an eye on the website uh, and, you know, go visit your local Target, but be safe while you do it. But Wave 2 hits in a weird way was announced before this stuff so we got to talk about these and i think the first picture we got was of profits distributor destro <laughs> profit distributor <laughs> pd good old Air pd quotes. destro yeah so this was this was a very unexpected figure were you guys kind of shocked to see this one mm. Uh, this early, yeah. This early, uh, yes. Yeah, but I mean, if they've got a Destro mold, they, you know, they're gonna they're gonna get as much use out of the uh, out of that as they can. So I guess this is the next logical step. I'm just surprised to be seeing repaints, and, and there are a lot of them this early in the line. And I, I don't have a problem with it. It was just surprising to me. Well, uh, that's the way that toys go now. I mean, it used to be repaints were, well, either it was like you'd have several in the same line that got released at the same time, or they would stagger them, but now you're going to have repaints because they are trying to, again, trying to conserve the money on those molds. Yeah. I just keep thinking back to the 2000X Masters of the Universe line. Oh, my God. And so many variants of He-Man and Skeletor so quickly versus putting out other characters just killed the momentum so quickly uh, that I, I did cringe a little when, when I saw that we were already yeah when I was that. when I was a kid if if there had been six Duke figures and three snake eyes every year like there were in much later years I don't know if I would have been a Joe fan at that point because I liked having a variety of characters. I didn't want to have to buy like four of the same character to get all the uniforms. Yeah, yeah. and we'll uh, actually tune into the second episode of Audible Interlude, which will be available Monday, August third, for more thoughts about that kind of thing. Oh yes, uh, <laughs> but uh, so I have some thoughts on that. Uh, profit. I'm sorry, not Profit Distributor Destro. Profit Director Destro. Uh, he's got the gold head. He's got the leopard print uh, pattern on his burgundy uniform. Uh, lots of parts. Well, it's it's most of it is the exact same figure as the existing classified series Destro. But then they've thrown on a fantastic cape with sort of these furred shoulder pad deals and a Doctor Doom looking chain going across the front. Uh, he has yeah, those a, like lion paws on his on his shoulders. What I mean, are those? I, I think so. Or leopard? Yeah. Or are they? That's what I was thinking. Is it like leopard. a person? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but it's it's pretty epic. It's okay. So it looks like he has a leopard pelt on top of his red cloak, and those are the leopard's skeletal paws over the shoulders of the red cloak. It's a little morbid, actually, now that I'm really yeah. looking at it. Uh, but also awesome at the same time. 
Uh, he comes with the golden versions of the pistol and the briefcase that came with the regular one. Uh, lots of gold detailing on this guy, obviously. Comes with a pair of sunglasses. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and uh, burning money. <laughs> uh, this is... I love this because to me and and we'll 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 balance the wackiness of this figure out as we go through the episode and talk about some other figures but I really like the idea that they're going to take some loony designs and really swing for the fences right from the beginning because to me that makes this line seem more interesting and fun. What do you guys think about doing something this zany this early? It gets people talking. Good point. Yeah, I, I'm I'm happy for it. Uh, like I said, it's 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 a repaint, but it's such a different and distinct repaint that has history with the brand for so long that I I think it it fits and it's going to be very popular. And it is a special collector edition it's not part of the regular wave even though it was announced with wave two um it is like a hasbro pulse big bad toy store that sort of thing i don't believe it's headed to regular retail and i like that as well because along with these announcements we saw a number of figures that are exclusive in one way or another which sometimes is a good thing sometimes isn't such a good thing but we'll more about that in a second as well uh another figure that was revealed with this sort of wave of of figures and this one will be a standard retail case was gung-ho yeah yep so let's talk about this version of gung-ho what was your when you saw him christian what was your first thought i was impressed i i he looks like what I imagine Gung Ho should look like. He he looks strong. He looks like he's going to kick some major butt in battle. Uh, and I actually like the darker green that they're using for yes. his it, his color versus the sticking with like the G1 lighter blues. The, the turquoise doesn't, yeah. doesn't seem particularly <laughs> practical to you. <laughs> He, to me, he looks like if Gung Ho were in the movie Predator, he would be dressed like this. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And he almost looks a little like uh, Chuck Liddell from the yeah. Ballad of G.I. Joe. And that might have been partially inspired by his appearance in the Battle of G.I. Joe. We don't know. So he comes with three different weapons. Let's talk a little bit about the weapons that these guys are coming with. Now, an, an interesting point the exclusive Snake Eyes came with a realistic pistol and a realistic Uzi. The retail release Snake Eyes comes with these sort of futuristic fake guns that the rest of the line seems to include. What do you guys think of these weapons that they're coming with? Uh, I don't mind gung-hos because it looks like he's kind of got like an RPG sort of weapon there and then uh yeah it's futuristic and I, it's it's silver so it's not some garish color I, I would prefer something a little bit more realistic but 
certain like Cobra Commander, there's no reason why he shouldn't have come with a hairdryer gun. Sure. And that one that one baffles me. Uh, I don't think most of the other figures we've seen so far have had weapons that were that iconic, except for maybe him and uh, Roadblock that didn't have those weapons included. Yeah, Scarlet's got a crossbow. Yep. Um, which is critical. You have to have that. Um, let's see. I'm I'm turning around looking at him. Duke's gun is. I would say reminiscent of his original gun. I, actually, I find it cooler than the original gun. My only... Well, Duke's gun wasn't original to begin with. He Because Duke was essentially a Frankenstein figure to begin with. He only had, like, two original parts. Everything else was uh, cobbled from other figures. Well, his gun so... was Stalkers in stalkers. green, right? Yeah, it was yeah. Stalkers submachine gun. Yeah. Pulverizer. Um. I, lo- I like the uh, looking at the, the images they've released of this gung-ho. I really like the grenade launcher he's hanging on to. Uh, he's got uh, kind of a interesting submachine gun thing, and then he's got, uh, I don't know what you'd call it. It's got the big barrel on the bottom. Uh, yeah. Maybe a different type of grenade launcher. It's almost like that's the grenade launcher, and maybe he's hanging on to some kind of shotgun. One of them looks like a Colonial Marines gun from Aliens. It does a little bit, yeah. I like these designs. I think they look cool. I think they go with what they're going for here, which is important. I do wish yeah. I do wish they could hit them with a little bit of deco. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, I, I like these weapons. I like what they've been doing. Uh, and Gung Ho in particular, it's it's cool. And if you notice his backpack, he has storage for the other two that he's not holding. It's always a plus. Yes. Yeah. Uh, let's see. You store accessories. Uh, also revealed the Red Ninja. So this was interesting because long before we saw any kind of Cobra troops, they reveal this red ninja figure that is I I think this figure looks totally awesome but it's also almost overly styled Hmm. yeah well he's yeah it, it reminds me a little bit of the night creeper figures I think that's kind of what they were going for was with this was to kind of integrate the classic red viper or the or the red ninja viper um along with that um that night creeper from the the late 90s or late 80s sorry early 90s um cuz so he's got that kind of burgundy color and he's got that uh, interesting um the visor and the the weird face mask um it's a very cool figure it doesn't look like anything we've ever seen before so um I'm happy with it well, and again, it comes with basically all of the weapons that came with that exclusive Snake Eyes, but it, again, it stores them all. If you look at the belt and the backpack, every single one of those weapons, it appears, can all be stored on the figure. And this is a very big deal to me. I I, I am really tired of having bags of accessories in drawers in the Phantom Zone here. I would really like to be able to just put everything on the figure, and it seems like they're mindful of that with the design on this line. Yeah. In the, in the, the middle of a battle, you don't want your ninja to be like, oh, hold on, guys. 
disappear <laughs> so I can run back to my base. Let me go open up the Ziploc real quick. <laughs> yeah, the size on the back and the yeah, it's very well kept on this, and it, and it looks cool with all the accessories sheathed. Yeah. Yeah, when I initially saw this one, I was like, I don't know, it seems a little over the top, but then when the pre-orders went up, I ordered four. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's in my head, I'm picturing, because uh, I'm I'm a huge sucker for troop builders, uh, and in my head, I'm picturing four of these guys flanking, not Cobra Commander, but like Storm Shadow, on my shelf, just... I love those kinds of displays on my Star Wars shelves. I have clones flanking Jedi's. Um, Jedi's. I have clones flanking Jedi. Apologies, this is not a Star <laughs> Wars podcast. Don't yell at me. Uh, I like having the Hydra soldiers around Red Skull. Like I just love the look of troops, and, and four tends to be my magic number for some reason. If you guys are troop building, what is your magic number? Uh, I like to have four, just so you can have a squad. Yeah, as as your minimum. You don't want to know. Really. <laughs> I have a problem. Uh, uh, I have fifty plus uh, stormtroopers for my Star Wars displays. Um, Cobra troopers, because there's such a variety of them. Uh, it's not as bad. I think regular infantry, I have maybe 10. But then I'll have like one or two of all the others. Unpopular opinion, uh, I actually don't like all the ninja aspect of G.I. Joe. I, I like to keep it pretty much Storm Shadow mm-hmm. and Snake Eyes um, to sort of keep that air of, of mystique around it well so, as one of my friends said if everybody's a ninja nobody's a ninja <laughs> <laughs> yeah honestly like when I saw that he was you know Red Ninja was announced in Wave 2 I was like oh a ninja and just just stand right by him uh, but actually looking at the mask and the design like it, it is a cool looking figure uh, but not one that'll go on my shelf well, I actually do lean more towards that idea that I don't I don't really need a lot of ninjas in my GI Joe, but I'm I'll admit it right now I'm so caught up in GI Joe mania, I guess, that I just I I jumped on it. I want these guys. I want everything. I want everything that's GI Joe and maybe at some point when I have, you know, four Cobra Troopers, four Vipers, four Crimson Guardsmen, I, these Red Ninja won't be as important to me. But for the time being, just to, to stock my shelves, I want these guys. <laughs> but yeah, I don't... If if I were writing G.I. Joe, the Ninja presence would be minimal. I'm going to agree with you on that. Uh, but speaking of ninjas, we have one more to talk about before we move on. And that is the Amazon exclusive Arctic Storm Shadow, which uh, is the first Storm Shadow announced. But as we can tell from all of the box art and from the art we can see on the G.I. Joe website, will not be the regular Storm Shadow figure. 
This one is almost an update of uh, Storm Shadow version 3, I think. Yeah, V3 Ninja Force, which is interesting uh, because I poured over all the images of this figure and there's not a Cobra sigil on it anywhere. Right. And it doesn't say Cobra anywhere because this is a G.I. Joe version of Storm Shadow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is a... It's an awesome-looking figure. And, and we have seen, uh, again, through the art, through the website, that Storm Shadow is a member of Cobra, but clearly they're you know referencing what we all know, where Storm Shadow goes sort of back and forth. Uh, but this figure... I love this deco. It's it's almost sort of an off white with the black uh, bodysuit. The the armored pieces look really cool. I think he actually shares uh, a good number of pieces with that red ninja. And I will say this: that I have noticed a good amount of parts sharing so far throughout the line, but they're doing it so well and in ways that make so much sense that I don't care. Yeah. I love the removable cowl. That's one of my favorite features of this figure. Yes. Yeah. Uh, It's... These seem to me to be... uh, Well, and and part of the parts sharing, that's what it is, is there's a lot of kibble that gets added onto existing parts. And that seems to be kind of one of the ideas in the line, because what I've got on my shelf right now, uh, the exclusive Snake Eyes... I've got with all of his kit, everything's on him. He's almost the commando version. And the retail snake eyes, I took off uh, his bandolier, his uh, holster, and his sheath on his thighs. Like, I stripped him down to look much more ninja-like. And, you know, with all of these different pieces that can be removed, you can get two of very similar figures looking quite a bit different. Mm -hmm. And I really like that. And G.I. Joe's always done a lot of part sharing, and they've done a really good... Outside of the first year, of course, where every everybody was pretty much just everybody uh, using the same parts with, like, three or four basic body designs, um, there's a lot of stuff that even today I look at and I was like, oh, I just realized that Airborne and Scrap Iron have the same lower bodies, but because of the paint applications and just because they have such different functionalities, you never notice those things yeah. unless you're really looking for them. So G.I. Joe's always been very good at uh, hiding those uh, those part sharing. So yeah, this one, I jumped on this one and had to have it. Uh, it's, it's, you know, Amazon exclusives are typically readily available. Uh, I've never had a problem getting an exclusive from Amazon. Uh, I've got this one pre-ordered. And I'm very interested to see the regular or i guess cobra version of the storm shadow figure to see what the differences are but he's got a katana he's got a grappling hook uh he's got this i, I love this gold and black color scheme they've put on him it's it's very striking including the golden black arashikage uh emblem on his chest yes and on the back of his quiver yeah uh, it just looks really cool uh, christian what were your thoughts on this guy uh it's actually my favorite version of Storm Shadow, as as much as I didn't like Ninja Force uh, back in the original days, I always loved that version of Storm Shadow. So this would be my go-to. I mean, he just looks cool. They they uh, the Hall of Fame Storm Shadow was also based on that look, and I think he's one of the best Hall of Fame figures of the twelve-inch ones. 
Uh, let's see. Next up, we have got <laughs> lots and lots of Cobra Commanders. Oh, yeah. Holy cow, you guys. What the heck happened with these Cobra Commanders? So first, there is the standard edition Cobra Commander that is a darker blue. All of these have... Okay, here's what I'm shocked at. We are getting three different versions of Cobra Commander in the first year of G.I. Joe Classified. None of them have the hooded head. Now, I think we discussed last time that we may never see a hooded Cobra Commander. Uh... Uh, it, it was pointed. It was pointed out to me that the hood has a not so great connotation in this day and age. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I, I think that the coloration means a lot, and uh, as long as you stay away from certain colors, you're probably okay with that. I would hope so because I, I really want to see a hooded Cobra Commander. But the fact that we're getting three that have the faceplate and the helmet, uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. But this first one, uh, dark blue, the more uh, almost resolute looking. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Uh, he's got the cool half cloak, uh, almost almost Boba Fett-like. Uh, and, and again, we've got these pieces, these belts going across that are you know separate from the actual buck. Um, and I do... I wish he had the old school gun, but I love this weird pistol he comes with. Like a cutlass, or like a, not a cutlass, but a, like a pirate's gun almost. Yeah, it's wild. And it's got snakes all over it and stuff. Like, it's taking his, his uh, snake-themed branding to the next level. Uh, and then this very interesting sword as well. And, and you can see on the left side, he's got a scabbard for that sword to go in. Uh, I am curious to see, because I don't know if we've got a good shot of his back yet. I'm curious to see if that pistol attaches to his back somewhere. Um, I'm looking at a photo of his back now, and it actually, it, it doesn't seem like it because the cape, the half cape kind of flares out in the back um, and I don't see any anywhere to put it so he may he may just have to hold that pistol there may not be storage for that one that's okay though as long as he's got somewhere to put that sword that has the most intricate ridiculous blade design ever and then the handle it looks like it would really hurt if he stabbed you with it yes yeah but yeah I love I love that handle with the cobra yeah, they're like I said, the people designing these are are on top of what the idea of GI Joe is. Yeah. Uh and then next up we got a Hasbro Pulse exclusive Cobra Commander that I did not have pulled up, so please excuse my tippity typing here. Yeah, there's only so many uh, tabs I can have open at one time. Uh, yeah, they fill up the top <laughs> of the screen pretty quickly. Uh, okay, so there is the Regal Cobra Commander, which is the same figure as the one we were just talking about, but with a lighter blue and a lot of gold. Yeah, this is. I love this figure. This one, I don't. I don't know. 
I don't know, looking at them, I kind of wish the other one was lighter blue. Yeah, I, I prefer the light blue. The gold, there's so much gold, you guys. It's a lot of gold. The only thing I don't like the gold on is the boots. But I love the belts, um, obviously, the well, and the gauntlets. And the, the weapons are fine. I mean, we already had gold on the snake um, for the for the knife before. Right, right. Uh, the pistol being gold might be a little bit too much, but it doesn't really bother me. Well, I mean, honestly, if you're going to go this far with it, you may as well go all the way. Yeah. And then finally, our third Cobra Commander variant that is the most different of all of them is the Regal Cobra Commander, which is boxed up like a con exclusive. Um, or no, I'm sorry, that's the Regal one. What the heck is the other one called? And where is it even? I've got it pre-ordered and I can't remember what the heck it was. It's Hasbro Pulse, right? Uh, let's see here. Let's see. Look up all the Cobra Commander. Only they only have the two on Pulse. They do only have the two on Pulse. Oh my gosh, was it Target? Was it Amazon? Oh, or listeners, you in a dream. Listeners, I apologize. Uh, I am definitely at fault here because I I just had a, a note and I thought it would be amongst all the other stuff that we've seen. Well, so. I haven't found any pictures of it. There is artwork that is very similar to the Regal Cobra Commander, uh, and it sounds like... Okay, okay, here it is. I found it. it. I found it. It It is uh, Hasbro Pulse exclusive Snake Supreme Cobra Commander. I do not have it pre-ordered yet because it doesn't come out until September. Like all of, uh, all oh of yes, the, this one. All of the San Diego Comic Con exclusive items from Hasbro are coming in September for some weird reason. Although we speculate that it's because Hasbro decided to go into bigger production runs, so they pushed it back because they knew you know Comic Con's not happening, and some of the Hasbro exclusives, which you can hear about on the newest episode of the Needless Things podcast dropping this Friday. But all the Hasbro exclusives are kind of a big deal this year. And my speculation is that they gave themselves some extra time to produce bigger numbers since these are going to be going up online and not just at Comic-Con. And that's why the September delay. And I found pictures of him. He's and something he has else. Comes with the blow dryer gun. Yes, he has the hair dryer. Well, and and he has a soft goods cape with a wire armature that allows for posing that is shaped like a forked snake tongue. <laughs> uh, he has, I th- I believe that his torso, all of that detail on the front panel. I think that's actually sculpted, which would make that a different torso from the other two Cobra Commander figures. Uh, He comes with a little globe he can hold. He has a Cobra Scepter, and then he's got the same uh, sort of saber uh, sword thing as as the other two figures. And he's got the pointing finger, 
uh, that the others have, which is very important. I got to say, if you're only going to get one Cobra Commander, I think this is the one to get. What do you guys think? I am a sucker for soft goods. Yes. I hate hard plastic capes. Uh, so, yeah, th- this is the Cobra Commander to get. Yeah, it's uh, I I like the de- I like the design of the regal one better just cuz I'm a sucker for that light blue and the more kind of cartoony look to them, but the accessories sell this one, the cape, the hair dryer gun, the scepter. This to me is the uniform a used car salesman turned head of a terrorist organization would have made for himself. This is the one that he... When he's on his throne and he wants everyone to worship him, this is what he's wearing. Yes. this when is he's his, delivering giant yeah. speeches. This is his... It's just over the top enough without crossing over into that camp territory. Yes. It's, it's his formal wear. Yes. And you notice he's got completely different belts uh, on him. He's just got waist belts, but there's a holster and the scabbard. Mm-hmm. So he can hold the gun, and he can hold the the, the knife. Yeah, he can have uh, the the sword goes in the scabbard, the pistol goes in the holster, the globe goes in his left hand, the scepter goes in his right hand. He's got to be carrying that 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 globe at all times, though. Yes, yes, he's absolutely. always got the whole world in his hands. Uh, so yeah, this is amazing, uh, and this. Uh, we're we're on histank.com by the way which is pretty much the best source of information for for any gi joe news uh and i believe this goes up for pre-order in september i i stated that before i'm pretty sure that's accurate uh so yeah the three cobra commanders on the way in sort of wave two of gi joe classified I guess we'll, you know, like Wave 1, we'll find out once we see the numbers on the sides of the boxes. So much to keep up with. It is. Well, and you know what? It almost makes it more interesting. Like, because being a collector of other toy lines, they throw waves out there. You see, okay, this is like Marvel Legends, for instance. Here's everybody that's going to be in the strong guy wave. Okay, cool. I have that information. I've made the pre-orders. Now I'll wait for them to get here. But with this... It's almost like they're making us work a little bit harder to find out what's coming when, and, and it's making it more interesting for me. Now, you guys, Noel, I, I think you're abstaining from classified. Is that correct? Yeah, there's a lot that I'm really tempted on, but I then go down to my toy room, and I realize that I don't have the room to display any of these. So the last thing I want to do is buy a bunch of toys just to put in boxes somewhere. Yeah, I try to avoid... I, I Well, I, I try to avoid... I, I don't buy anything that I know is going to go straight into a tote. I, I just can't do it. Now, yeah. I will buy stuff knowing that I'm going to have to put other things into a tote. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you at with these, Christian? Uh, originally... It was a pass for me. Uh, I'm just because of the older figures. 
Uh, I don't like to have multiples of the same thing anymore uh, for space reasons. However, the more I look at these, um, there's a few of them that I want to get strictly for photography's mm. sake. Mm. Yeah. Um, because the six-inch scale obviously lends itself better for that. So I'm not going to be getting every figure, but uh, Cobra Commander and the Arctic Stormtrooper are definitely on that list. Uh, and, and I will say this. Once you get one in your hands, it's going to be all over. That's what I'm afraid of. That's what <laughs> happened with Masters of the Universe classics. Yes, yes, same thing. I With that line, I was just going to order Scareglow. And now I have like 16 square feet of Masters of the Universe classics on my wall. <laughs> <laughs> because I am very weak-willed when it comes to toys. Uh, all right, moving along to the next big piece of news... Uh, we're going to take a little side trip away from Classified, and we are going to talk about the much-discussed and finally revealed G.I. Joe Retro Series. Yeah! That is Walmart exclusive, which my initial reaction to that was, Boo! But, with all of the pre-orders that have been going on over the past couple of months, between Walmart and Target, uh, and other venues, I currently have pre-ordered every single Walmart exclusive that I wanted with minimal difficulty. I have zero Target exclusives that I wanted. Uh, Walmart is winning the... Ex- uh, excuse me. Walmart is winning the exclusive game at this point. Uh, so these were all Walmart Walmart exclusive. They went on sale uh, one morning alongside a bunch of Star Wars stuff. So I basically had two different group chats going on. Uh, one talking to you guys and one talking to another group looking for the Star Wars stuff. And it... It really wasn't a big deal to get in and get these. Hasbro Pulse had a panel... Uh, where they revealed this stuff. And I got to say, and for the listeners, uh, we, we, we are a fair show. We love G.I. Joe. We love collecting G.I. Joe. And we're happy about anybody that's giving us G.I. Joe. But I do have to say about that online panel that Hasbro Pulse put on that the people that were there representing the G.I. Joe brand did not seem to know much about G.I. Joe. <laughs> did you? Yeah. Did either of you guys watch that? I watched bits and pieces. I haven't had a chance to uh, watch any of the the recent new stuff yet. So uh, on my when I finally get a day off this upcoming Saturday, I plan on hunkering down with it. Um, I I am a nitpicky nerd. I am a. Uh, I, I'm a stickler for terminology. So when somebody calls a G.I. Joe battle stand a foot stand <laughs> over and over and over again, that immediately tips me off 
you know, not that they're a bad person, not that they shouldn't be working on the G.I. Joe line, but that there's a good chance I could be doing a better job with G.I. Joe than perhaps they are. And there were a number of little things like that where wrong terminology was used, just nitpicky nerd stuff. Uh, You want to hope that the people that are working on a line are fans, and therefore the people that they're sending out to represent the brand are fans, and sadly, that last part is not always the case. Well, and that's the thing, like, if if the people working on the line, and and this this guy, I believe, was one of the designers, um, and you know what? Maybe he was nervous. Maybe he slipped up. Maybe he said a couple of things that didn't make any sense, and he went back and watched this and was like, why did I call them footstands? What is wrong (laughs) with me? Because I've done that type of stuff plenty of times over the years. Uh, But it just didn't inspire a whole lot of confidence. And then the the brand runner was on there. Uh, I can't remember her name right now, but she really didn't seem to know much of anything. Uh, But the thing is despite that video not inspiring the most confidence, the visual and retail evidence is that somebody somewhere working on this knows what they're doing. Well, to a certain extent. Ugh, but I've got some things to rant about with these guys. Well, take it away, Noel. Well, first of all, how hard is it to match your card art? with the figures that you're putting in the packaging. Apparently very hard. (laughs) The first thing, when I saw that Storm Shadow with his full sleeves and then the original 1984 card art, I was like, that's it. (laughs) I'm, I'm like, they, they clearly were putting a lot more effort into classified than they are into this retro collection. Um, you know, I'll say what, you know, say what you will about not getting, O-ring figures, which of course was my dream, but uh, if you're going to get modern style figures, uh, why would you put the a different head on Snake Eyes than you're putting on the actual card art? Um, that to me was just sloppy. I agree. This we, we here's what we have to separate. Um. And, and Christian being a 25th anniversary collector like myself, uh, which uh, for my blanket term for sort of the modern era of three and three quarter inch GI Joe is 25th anniversary. I understand it, it incorporates the 50th stuff. It, it's is there is there a better term that I'm unaware of, Christian? Uh, me and my friends, we've just called everything 25th. Yeah, because so. that's where this style started. Yep. So, being a collector of that style, uh, what we looked at, Storm Shadow, Snake Eyes, Baroness, a Hiss Tank, and the Striker, are fantastic toys. Mm-hmm. But throwing the card art that they did on these toys seems like a cheap artificial grab at our nostalgia strings. But that's what this line, unfortunately, is. I mean, they're cool figures, and trust me, I'm glad that we're finally getting a decent Baroness, because there were a lot of Baroness figures that came out uh, with the 
25th that that every single one of them just has something that makes you cringe yeah uh but they they know what they're doing because by putting that card art on there even if you're not a hardcore gi joe fan if you're just that dad that happens to be going down that aisle at walmart with your your son and you see that boom you remember and I would guess that only G.I. Joe fans at at the, like, because I know a lot of people who played with G.I. Joe when they were kids. They're not giant nerds like we are. There are probably people who don't even remember that Storm Shadow had short sleeves. You know what I mean? Like, right. details like that. They don't know the difference in the Snake Eyes figures. They just know they had this, like, Black Ninja figure when they were a kid. And to hook that customer is kind of the idea with any toy line. Yeah. But it's just I disappointing agree with after, you. I, I well, agree after, with you, Noel. After how well they, they did the Transformers retro line, uh, the real Ghostbusters, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the Star Wars figures that they've been putting out that are so true to what they initially did back in the 80s, this just seems like G.I. Joe is once again the redheaded stepchild of Hasbro's product line. But, I, and actually, you mentioning Transformers uh, reminded me of something I was thinking when the pre-orders first went up. Um, these are priced, I think, way more reasonable than m- most of the other toy lines that slap retro on it, because you know, especially like looking at the Transformer ones, um, you know, twenty dollars for the for two cassettes to me seemed just outrageous and silly. Yeah. Uh, and here you get a his tank for twenty five. That's a vehicle and a figure. Yeah, but that so, same his tank, what? Uh, how many years ago did that same thing cost half that price? Oh sure. Yeah, but that one hundred percent. That is just like. Like less than 10 years ago. But that's what's happening is the cost of manufacturing manufacturing toys has skyrocketed. That's why we're seeing all these cheaper plastics being used in six-inch uh, six scale figures. Um, that's really, just how when, it is. When I heard that the His Tank was going to be part of it, I was 100% expecting $50. Yes, for the his tank. So yes. I was more than thrilled at, at what they they priced them at. Yeah, and it's, it's fairly reasonable now. For a figure is is cheaper than some of the um, vintage collection Star Wars figures. At, you know, at, at the same height. So, and with tons more accessories. Yeah, um, I. The uh, again, the the retro line is not exactly what I would have done, and I I will say this: I don't think new O ring figures are on the table. I think the production. I feel like if they had gone to O rings, we would have gotten something similar to what we got with that. Uh, what was it nineteen ninety seven? They put out the the box set. Yeah, the the yeah, I know the one you're talking about the the Iwo Jima memorial yeah, style. Right, one. right. 
I, Charizard's forever. I feel like we would have gotten something along those lines where, like, they call a figure Beachhead, but it's it's just repainted using a Snake Eyes mold that they had from 2005 or something like that. Like, yeah. I, I don't think it would have been what people wanted because they're not doing new tooling for O-Ring figures. I, I think it would be cost prohibitive. They would not have come in at twelve ninety nine. Uh, so, you know, this is cool. I'm not going to get everything in this line, although, again, I pre-ordered everything they offered uh, because I'm a little fanboy. But, I mean, I wanted I wanted a His Tank. I wanted an Striker in authentic original colors uh which it's it's a little off but it's closer than the one i've got on my shelf right now uh the 25th anniversary one uh i need a good baroness i've already got that snake eyes uh i don't really even want that storm shadow but i guess he can be a generic ninja guy but i just knowing that i have new gi joe toys on the way is exciting and fulfilling. I'm not going to buy everything that they put out in this retro line, but I'll buy stuff when it's an upgrade to 25th stuff I have, which Christian, you and I talked about. Uh, there's some rough looking figures in the 25th anniversary. Yeah. Stuff. Like if you're listening to this right now and you're thinking to yourself, no way the 25th anniversary line is great. Get up, walk over to your shelves and take a look at like roadblocks eyes or some or of the, his hand. Oh yeah, that weird square hand Ugh. that they used on <laughs> they they had a similar style on a bunch of the figures for some reason. This bizarre, really like wide open hand that can't really hold anything that well. There's yeah. There's a lot of room for improvement on a lot of these 25th anniversary figures, and with the, when they did the. Uh, Hall of Heroes line, they did some really great upgrades on some of them, but I'll tell you right now, if they released a new OG Roadblock, I would buy it in a second. 100%. So, and this, that's what I'm hoping this sells well enough and, and that they can see that that there is still uh, uh, demand out there for these figures that that we can get a second wave. Well, and that's where I come from with exclusives are, are they're frustrating, but they're also necessary because if it wasn't for Walmart's willingness to be a partner with Hasbro on this retro line, we would not have a retro line. It's true. Yep. Uh, all right, moving on. You guys, it is time. We have to announce the big announcement. We here at the Audible Interlude Podcast are giving away a Snake Eyes G.I. Joe Classified Series action figure. Giving it away! What? Yeah! I am going to ship this thing to you free of charge. Your very own G.I. Joe Classified Series Snake Eyes. Uh, all you have to do is follow G.I. Joe Audible on Twitter. That's at G.I. Joe Audible. And today... There is a pinned tweet about this contest. So follow G.I. Joe Audible, retweet that pinned tweet, and you will be entering to win a free G.I. Joe Classified Snake Eyes. And we will announce the winner 
on the September episode of the show, but you you'll get your you'll get your figure before then, but we'll we'll announce it then cuz we're just a monthly show, folks. We've got busy lives. We can only do this so often. So go follow at Joe Audible and retweet that pinned tweet for your opportunity to win a G.I. Joe Classified Snake Eyes figure. Absolutely free. Uh, Alright, we just got a couple more things we have to talk about. One of them is basically insane. And this is why I say the way that they're revealing these figures is so interesting to me and is keeping me engaged on a different level from other toy lines. So the other day, uh, Hasbro just drops the news. Hey, guess what, you guys? Target is getting a whole entire exclusive line of G.I. Joe classified figures. What do you think of that? Mm. And in that line, so we'll we'll start with Roadblock, which is not, like, mostly a repaint, but it has an entirely new portrait, and that portrait is based on uh, somebody who's done a lot of work on the G.I. Joe line. I'd looked and looked and looked, and I could not find his name. Uh, and I'm sure one of the listeners will be more than happy to leave us a comment letting us know exactly what the gentleman's name is. But it's somebody that has done work on the G.I. Joe line over the years. And uh, I think it's really cool when they do stuff like this. They acknowledge a creator's input uh, by throwing a, a head sculpt out there. I'm not the biggest fan of the rest of this roadblock, but it's one of those things where I like enough of it where I I kind of want to have the figure. I kind of wish they'd made him not roadblock because uh, he looks so much different than the other roadblock figure. He could have been maybe, heavy duty. I was going to say, just maybe call him heavy duty. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's kind of cool because now we now there's the potential to get a cooler, different heavy-duty figure down the line, who is, you know, when I was a kid, there was no heavy-duty, but now, uh, he, you know, he's it's he's a, a character. He's, a, to many people who grew up with him, he's one of the main guys uh, <laughs> portrayed in the G.I. Joe movie by the unpronounceable actor from Oz. Kids, don't yeah. watch Oz. <laughs> um... So I, I I would love to see a cool heavy duty down the road, but this roadblock, like I'm tempted almost just to get it and put this head on the current roadblock. I saw him and I was like, "Is that Kimbo Slice?" Because that's <laughs> who he looked like at first. Yeah, he definitely has that look about him with the beard. Uh, so roadblock was was it's a variant roadblock, which is cool because I'll tell you that's kind of what I want to see from an exclusive line like this I like when it's something that's cool but you don't have to have Uh, on the other side of that coin the Cobra Trooper is part of this uh, special missions Cobra Island line which I love this figure Yeah, It, it is incredible it's probably the aside from Destro I would say it is the most faithful figure from the line so far I mean, it definitely takes that that classic aesthetic, but makes it look like a modern Cobra Trooper would probably look with the different balaclava and the body armor and uh, it, color scheme wise, they just nailed it. It's perfect, and it's got the cool tactical vest. It has again 
pieces of kibble that you can use or not use to give yourself different looking characters. It's got the goggles. It's got the helmet. Uh, it, it's fantastic. I, I want to buy a case of them. Christian, thoughts about uh, Roadblock or our Cobra Trooper? I mean, Noel pretty much hit it right on the head with, with me for the Cobra Trooper. I mean, and this is exactly what a Cobra Trooper in today's world would look like. Um, I like the goggles. The update of the of the mask, just, it makes perfect sense. Um, a lot of accessories. Um, so for my, if you know, my display, I would probably shed some of that. Uh, but again, none, none of it looks out of place. Well, and in particular, uh, that rifle is very faithful. Your best source for pictures of these guys, uh, his tank, again, has got just absolutely gorgeous, uh, I guess, action shots. And it has a sort of Dragonoff-esque rifle that's very reminiscent of that original Cobra Trooper rifle. But you have options to make these guys look quite a bit different. So you can have a row of you know ones that look exactly the same, or you can kit them out differently and have uh, some variety in your ranks. I, this is a fantastic figure. I think it's going to fly off shelves, not just for G.I. Joe fans. Uh, I think you're going to have... You know, other toy collectors just buying this because it's a great troop builder for for anything. And talking about that rifle and the other figures in this wave as well, uh, what I noticed a lot of people figured out, uh, these are cross-cells of Nerf guns. Yes, which Uh, I'm fine with, by the way. Yeah, absolutely, because they took, like, this is, uh, this is... Uh, the the long strike gun is uh, the the Cobra Trooper one. Um, the other ones in this line also have ones that are. I mean, they're very very close to existing Nerf gun designs. So, hey, it's you know if you can cross sell your product that way, then more power to you. And as a costumer, I really appreciate that because if I want to do one of these one of these figures, um, I have a, a base weapon to work with. Uh, next up is Wayne Beachhead Sneeden. Heck yeah! As as he is labeled on the front of the box for some reason, because I, I don't... guess somebody got the the trademark to Beachhead. Yeah, I I would assume so because I don't believe I'm looking right now. Yeah, Roadblock's just Roadblock. It's not Marvin Roadblock Hinton. Uh, so yeah, Beachhead needed that little bit extra. Looks. The beret. Oh, he needed that little bit of extra <laughs> on his head. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so looking at the shots I'm looking at now, which are like I didn't think, and I'm not, I'm not going to display him with the beret, but it doesn't look as silly as I thought it would look. Uh, it, it's cool. I like that it's in there. There's no reason for it to not be in there because it's optional. If the head was wish, sculpted with that thing on, maybe that would be a problem. I wish there was an alternate head sculpt that came with it because it looks silly with the balaclava and the beret. I think an either or would look great. Well, and that's the thing is the beret's removable, so you've got just the balaclava. It looks it looks fine like that. Yeah, but I'd like to see just the head without the balaclava 
included so you could just have the beret on that head well and here's the thing though is this is target exclusive so there's a very good likelihood we're going to see a different version of beachhead down the road that's part of the main line because if you look at this beachhead he doesn't have the camo on his uh trousers he there there are some opportunities here to make beachhead look more like beachhead if you know what i mean Mm mm-hmm so I, I think there's a good, good chance that this is the, you know, Special Missions Cobra Island version and that we'll see uh, a more traditional version, you know, with paint apps, but more traditional version down the road. And, and I would love to see an unmasked head. And to point out, too, when we were going over the G.I. Joe website in the kind of initial launch of this podcast... Uh, I pointed out that Beachhead was not anywhere to be found in the character bios, and he's the first one we've gotten that wasn't on those initial character bios uh, on the website. Yes, yes, very very interesting to sort of keep an eye on that stuff as the line develops and to see what sorts of things like that happen and how much they keep up with modern or current releases on the website. Uh, and then our final piece was was a huge surprise to me, uh, what did you guys think about this Baroness and her motorcycle? Absolutely uh, stunning. I could do without the motorcycle, but I think the Baroness figure looks fantastic. I'm a huge fan of the Baroness figure. Uh, I'm sure we're going, again, we'll probably get a single carded mainline release Baroness figure with, you know, a little more paint app maybe some gold detailing and stuff but i like this all black version i think it looks great and and that's why i want to have it is because this one is so reminiscent of that original baroness she's got the dual holsters on her back which is awesome and the cool thing about her coming with this motorcycle is she comes with an alternate head with the motorcycle helmet on it uh, but I will say this right now. This is my this is my big bold prediction. I'm really taking a big leap here, you guys. So stay with me. I predict we're gonna see this motorcycle repainted a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know how many vehicles we're gonna get in a six inch Joe line, but right. this this will be most of them. And I gotta say, it's pretty awesome though that this is coming in at a forty dollar price point because twenty bucks for the figure, twenty bucks for the motorcycle, which is an awesome, badass looking motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will have no problem buying an all black version for Snake Eyes, uh, buying a green version that's like somehow a repurposed LCV, I guess, or, you know, or a some sort of you know, version of the Ram, or or uh, the or, or silver, silver, mo- right. Because they, I bet you anything, there's tooling on the right side of this thing to accommodate a sidecar. Yep. So, yeah, it it would not surprise me. Yeah, oh, right, right, exactly. Yes, you're probably 100% right. We'll probably see this exact same motorcycle as the Ram and as the Silver Mirage, and it'll just have different pieces included, which, you know, yes, I would love to see completely different tooling for those things, but again, in this day and age realistically that's not gonna happen right exactly uh and and hasbro has shown that they have a talent particularly within this line for making that tooling different or uh, making those decos and the add-ons different enough to where it looks cool 
And who's to say in this world of G.I. Joes, there's only one mo- one company that makes uh, war motorcycles? Well, from Destro, I mean... <laughs> well, that's true. This has got to be Mars Industries, it's right? Mars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one last I- thing I want to point out that I think Hasbro knocked it out of the park with the Baroness is we have a long-haired female figure where the sculpt of the hair looks completely natural. It It's falling straight down, but it does not impede turning her head. She's, it looks like she still has a decent range of, of motion so she can look side to side, and that's not something you get very often. Well, I think part of it's the design of the hair, but part of it's the improved articulation on these figures and the fact that there's a joint at the base of the neck and at the base of the skull. Ah. Yep. Double, uh, double jointed heads. That's what I'm telling you guys. Once you get one of these figures in hand, it's going to be all over. They, uh, I've watched a couple of reviews of them, and, and they're, they're very tempting. They're next level articulation-wise. They can basically do whatever a human can do. Uh, oh, thank God I don't have to do laundry anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yes, build your your ranks up now to take care of your laundry. But the big deal about these Cobra Island figures is they all dropped for pre-order uh, last Tuesday, I think it was, and sold out in about 10 seconds. Uh, I was furious. I was let down. I was angry. Today... Uh, we're recording this on the 27th. Today, Hasbro tweeted that now, due to the unprecedented demand for these figures, they will be in Target stores and online on August 1st, which is about two weeks earlier than they were originally planned to be released. Uh, so, like I said, safely... Hit up your Target stores, uh, keep an eye on Target's website, and everything that I have heard, including my pal Rich over at the Nerdy Laser Podcast, is that each of these figures comes six per case. So one case is six roadblocks. One case is six beachheads, etc., so hopefully they will be plentiful and you'll be able to build as many Cobra Troopers as you want. Definitely appreciate an even-packed wave. Yes, yes. I, I am so over the three of this figure, two of this figure, one of this figure type of case packing. Yep. Uh, all right, we've only got a couple more things to talk about here and we've got to wrap this thing up. We've already gone a little bit long, but that's okay because there's been so much news uh, really, the final GI Joe item are the Nano Hollywood rides from Jada Toys. Now, I'm a big fan of Jada Toys. I've bought a number of their diecast vehicles in the past, but this is a new range from them. Uh, these are basically micro machines, but they can't call them micro machines. And they're just little die-cast versions of G.I. Joe vehicles. And this first three-pack they're offering uh, includes a Hiss Tank, a Snowcat, and the Vamp Mark II. And they're eight bucks, so how are you not going to buy it? They look great. Uh, Yeah. 
I, I, I wish they were to scale with one another, but that's a kind of a minor quibble when you're getting, you know, hey, more more Joe products, more Joe product. Well, and, and here's the thing, is w- whether it's uh, Hot Wheels or Matchbox or Micro Machines or whatever, traditionally this stuff is not to scale because I've got a whole set of Star Trek Micro Machines where Deep Space Nine is the same size as the uh, Next Generation Enterprise, which is the same size as the Borg Cube, which is, like, that's just how these things are. Uh, I would love to have, like, uh, NECA's Action Fleet, or not Action Fleet, uh, NECA's diecast stuff that they did, their Real Toys diecast line that was scaled, I would love to have that. I would love to have like an action fleet style. And, and this time I mean action fleet when I say it uh, of these, but just as cheap little collectibles that I can put on the shelf, eight bucks for three little vehicles. I'm in. That's great. Yeah, the detailing looks pretty decent on them. Yeah, they're neat. Yeah. They're, you, you know, you're, you're not buying these because you're going to sit on the floor and have big giant battles with them. You're buying these because they look cool and they, they, uh, Stoke your nostalgic fires. Yeah, they'll 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 fill some shelf space, you know, uh, shadow box space or something. Yeah, and that's the thing is they're tiny, so they're not going to take yeah. up a whole bunch of space either. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, the last bit of information from uh, San Diego San Diego Comic Con or, or Comic Con Online, whatever it is we're calling it, uh, nothing to do with GI Joe whatsoever, but we're mentioning it here. Because every single G.I. Joe fan that's worth their weight in grape soda needs to add a McFarlane Toys Raw 10 Battlesnake to their shelves. Because if this thing is not straight out of the arena of sport, I don't know what is. Did you guys see this? I did. Yes. So, Christian, tell us a little bit about this Battlesnake and what it looks like. (laughs) It is uh, a... Ro- cybernetic King Cobra. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, uh, McFarland figures are known for these amazing sculpts, uh, and 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 I mean, it honestly looks like something that Cobra would send out into the battlefield. Uh, as soon as I, I saw the first promotional item, I was like, "Oh, that's a that's a must buy." For the dioramas. Well, and here's it's, the great thing about it is it's about the height of one of your six inch classified figures, but it's going to loom over your three and three quarter inch figures. Right. Yeah, which is where I envision it displaying alongside three and three quarter yes. inch figures. Yeah, me too. It, it, it will definitely go in that display, but it's it's like you said, it's a cybernetic cobra, and I might even give it a full red paint job, but it just looks awesome. And the great part is it's ten bucks. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean, if you guys look at the promotional pictures and you don't hear that Cobra background music from the original cartoon playing, yes, uh, yes, I, I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> and seeing Cobra Commander shaking his arms furiously and saying "Attack them!" Yes. <laughs> Yeah, because you because what you've got is Duke and Snake Eyes like g- latched to the ground with glowing electronic mon- uh, manacles or whatever, having to combat this thing. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. It's it's uh, you know buy buy a bunch of them. Why not? It's ten dollars. Who cares? 
Uh, and those are available for pre-order uh, from Walmart right now. This is a Walmart-exclusive toy line called Raw 10, uh, and they should be showing up at the end of August in stores. So keep an eye out for those. Uh, you guys, that's all we've got for this special info dump of uh, Audible Interlude. I want to mention again, go follow at G.I. Joe Audible on Twitter and retweet that pinned tweet to win a G.I. Joe Classified Snake Eyes action figure. Uh, Christian and Noel, thank you guys so much for talking about G.I. Joe again. Always Always. a pleasure. Yo, Joe. Cobra! Cobra. Cobra. listening to the needless things podcast you're the best you can find the show on itunes stitcher downcast or in the ears of a trade of vix employee love you mean it Uh uh-huh